Hello and welcome to The Swim Brief. I am Chris DeSantis. I am joined by fan, sponsor, and all-round uh, many-hat-wearing coach, Nico Messer. Nico, how are you? Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Um, and I think I start to wear too many hats, um, not just on your podcast. Well, we're going to talk about that later because I brought you on here and uh, you signed up to take my course in positive psychology and coaching. And uh, I am going to give people a little bit of a flavor of what they can expect in the course by the conversation that we have here um, on on the course of the podcast. Uh, we're going to go all sorts of, of places. People uh, will also know that uh, that frequently listen that as I said, you're a sponsor of the podcast. You sponsor the podcast through Pro Swim Workouts. And you just told me offline that uh, you've had Pro Swim Workouts for 10 years. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Amazing accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, you, I, I, I think I don't want you to be modest at all. Um, one of the things I have realized working in this space is that there are actually very few people who consistently put stuff out there. Right. Now you see people kind of come in. I, I've been doing stuff related to swimming on the internet since 2007. So I'm on, I'm on year 16 and I've seen a lot of people come and go. I've seen a lot of people sort of crash and burn and just to stay consistent and just stay on top of something is a big accomplishment. Um, it's really something to be proud of. Um, as part of sponsoring, Pro Swim Workouts, and I, I, I've emphasized this when I've advertised it here, but you, if you're listening to this right now and you want to get on a database, which you just told me is 3,000 workouts and get some inspiration for what you're doing, if you do it, you're, you're going to support this podcast because um, one of the things a lot of people don't know, Nico, is um, that, yes, you've been running Pro Swim Workouts for 10 years. And yes, it's a service that costs money, um, but you have taken the money from that and reinvested it in the sport of swimming. Talk to people who are listening a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do like to brag about it a little bit um, because as you said, um, and people understand when we get into talking why 10 years sounds like crazy amount of time uh, for myself, right? Um, but that that was, the idea all along. It, it wasn't in the beginning. In the beginning, it was actually running a little bit before those 10 years, right? Um, because it was just me finding okay. a way how to share stuff with other coaches. Um, and, and of course, um, that at some point grew to the point where other people wanted to get in. And I needed to find a way to kind of make it easy for people to get in. So I think it was maybe one year running before that, but it wasn't pro swim workout. It was just a space on the internet. Nobody knew about it um, and you could not find it, right? Uh, and, and yeah, you, if you gave somebody the link, they could find yeah. it, right? But you couldn't find it through a search engine exactly. or anything. Yeah. But, but I also noticed, you know, it, it was kind of the time where, as you said, you know, people started to put out stuff on the internet. Um, a lot of people are trying to buy workouts, you know, I think it, it gets even crazier today with that. And, and that's not what it is. But um, I had some people offer me money to, to get the workouts. And I'm like, oh, that's not uh, a bad thing. Um, right. I was like, oh, maybe I could pay some for some coffee, right? 
But actually, then that's when, you know, kind of I started thinking about it, how I want to do it. And I started to put it out um, at, at the end of 2011. And, and in the beginning, it really just kind of changed shape every week. That's just kind of how it how it was. Right. Um, and, and then I kind of found out, well, you know, if I'm doing this because I, I want to take advantage of it, but I, I really want this to make something better because that that's what I had in mind when I started sharing with other people um, is, is getting better, right? right? Is, is learning, improve. Uh, and, and so I decided that um, I have to make this in a way where it's not about making money, but if, if we do make money, it has to go back where the money comes from. Um, so that was the swimming and like coaching community, right? Um, you know, side gig, it's, it's, it's nothing to like brag about it by, by the numbers. Right. But I mean, 10 years or a little bit over $30,000, that's not bad. Um, and, and it's actually, it helped a lot of people, you know, it's like a lot of small things, but those small things for those people make a big difference. And, and I think it, it's amazing that, um, that is possible because people want to see, um, what I do, what other coaches do. And, and they say, yeah, that's worth money to me. Uh, and it's worth money to me because I know if I give it, it will go back uh, to something that I also like. Um, and, and Yeah. And if, if you like this podcast, if you're listening to this and you like this podcast, realize that this is not the first time Pro Swim Workouts has sponsored us. So you have played an integral role in keeping this podcast going um through your sponsorship so anybody that likes this podcast um i think you should like pro swim workouts because nico uh has put his money where his mouth is and he has supported the existence of this podcast and this is again something that i did that i do to give back to the, the swimming community and it does lead to some indirectly to some business opportunities for me, especially now that I'm out working by myself, but it, um, it, it also just, it, it's a reinvestment. And I think there's a piece of it, like you were saying to me offline that you have gotten a lot out of, cause you, you log a lot of your own workouts mm -hmm. on there, um, on pro swim workouts. So you've gotten a lot of value out of that piece. And I guess there's a lot of people out there. I was having a conversation about this earlier this week. And I'm, I'm curious for your take. There's a lot of people out there who are kind of like guarding the flame, right? They don't want you to see what they're doing. And I don't really, I'm not one of those people. I, I know that you are definitely not one of those people, but I guess maybe explain to people why you're not one of those people. Why are you, uh, why, why do you feel like you get a lot of value out of sharing what you do? Well, there, there's two things, right? Um, of course, like I don't come home from practice and put it right up on the website. That's that's just not how it works. You know, I, I think um, we all know um, the crazy life that we have as swim coaches sometimes. So it's always a little bit um, stuff from the past, but it, it's not too far in the past a lot of the time. But what I like about it is, you know, it, it gives me a different way to reflect about what I did. Because I have to take another look at it. And it's usually not just one day after, right after practice. It's after some time passed. And we have made some progress. We have added more training onto it, right? Um, 
So I look back and I, I have a different viewpoint on stuff. And I, I try to ask myself questions to what we did. Did we get where I wanted to, to go? And, and I also then have to think, okay, if someone reads that, um, and, and it's a part that I, I want to improve on the side, but it's like, do people understand what we're doing there? You know, and, and I think that is the right. thing is, yes, you may, because you can literally find full seasons from what I did. Like you can go from workout number one to workout 180. I, I'm just saying any number, right? But um, you can literally get every single workout I did with a team in a full season. Um, yeah. So, so if, if, if nothing, you know, if, if you're like the busiest high school teacher, and, and and you need three months of workouts, you, you could just go there and, and figure out three months of workouts if you had to, you know? Um, that, that, right. That's not the point, but you could, because there literally, there is a full path from day one to day X, right? That if, if you're lost, you, you can get it. And, and that's, I think that's very unique. Um, and it, it helps me to reflect on stuff and actually change things. You know, or by by looking at other workouts, see, oh, that's how other people do it. That's what I did. How would I do that? Or how could this maybe improve something that I did? So I, I think it, it, it gives me tremendous value, you know, um, that that the money part is, is so not crucial to me because I'm lucky to uh, make money coaching, right? Um, it, it's, it's my full-time job. So, um, but... But it gives me money value that I could not spend otherwise. It would be too expensive to get what I get from it in, in money value. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think one of the things I emphasize to people, and you mentioned it on there too, is that, you know, sometimes when you're sitting down to write a workout, like that creative process can be hard. So having a resource to go to, to just to go like, you know, sort of give you something to, to iterate off of, you know, you're not going to copy anybody else's workout because the context that you're doing it and you've put a lot of effort into like building out the context of what the workouts are there. And so any other person, like they're not go going to necessarily copy the workout uh, piece by piece, but it is going to give them some idea of how they might do things. And I also, I can hear in what you're saying that the, the act of putting your own workouts up actually helps you to write workouts in the future. And this is something I've noticed. So I record an extra podcast a week and I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. You know, that's just a positive psychology really based podcast where I'm, where I'm talking about whatever's on my mind that week through some of the coaching that I'm doing. And I had wrestled with putting that out there for a long time. And part of me, like this insidious little part of my mind thought, you know, like, oh no, well, if you commit to this, like, what if you run out of stuff to talk about, you know, and then you've committed to doing this other thing and you've gotten to the end. What I found is by doing it, I, I actually, it makes me even more creative. Mm -hmm. So like just logging what I'm thinking about in the moment, I'm creating a record but I'm not just creating a record. It actually is spurring my creativity for like future iterations of stuff that I'm doing. So I actually progress faster in 
whatever kind of structure I'm trying to build around the stuff that I do. And that is something that I did not understand when I was sort of sitting on the sidelines, like, oh, I, I better not log what I'm thinking about at the moment or what I'm doing at the moment. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, well, you know, it's kind of like, um, I once took a trip to China to see a coach over there. It was actually an American coach that decided that maybe Chris Martin, right? Yes. Going to China would be a fun thing. And it turns out it's not quite as fun as you might think. Um, but that's a story for a different time. But what also happened there, he told me there's only one thing that I ask you really to do. So I will allow you to come and visit. Like you need to bring your training logs. Because I take mm. walks after every practice and I want to look at your logs and I want to ask you questions because if, if I don't, then your visit is, is useless. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And that was kind of like, I was into it. So I was like posting my workouts, but you know, like if you have someone like Chris Martin asking you to look at your workout, that's kind of like, uh oh, right. I mean, hmm. yeah this guy has something on you and and i'm like okay i really do want to go so do it or don't go and i wanted to go so i did it and um well let's say you know i was there for 10 days after the first day after a walk i did not sleep a lot during those 10 days because he asked me so many questions where you know some i did not have answers some i thought i have answers but i learned that i don't have my own answer right um or, yeah. or i did things just because i saw you do things but i never reflected myself why i'm doing this and i think that's what i'm taking from frozen workouts you know that's how what i learned is really like you said it's not about copying someone but it's a learning and and doing it your way and making it work where you are the way you work, right? And 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 that is so right. valuable. It's something that I could probably not have learned somewhere else. So I want to ask you now about yourself because we we've mm -hmm. we've talked for long enough about pro swim workouts. Yeah, sorry. Um, you have you've coached uh, several clubs in Switzerland. You've coached uh, you've coached in Norway. Uh, you've been all around the world. As you said, you've been to China. I think you took a trip to Australia yes. earlier this year. There's there's a bunch of people in the U.S. that know you because you have invested in making trips to the U.S. You've been at Gain um, more than once. So I guess, and I, I warned you about this question ahead of time, mm. like what's your big goal, Nico? Like what do you want to do well, in swimming? interesting question right and and um thank you for asking because it, it's started a process in me thinking about this um and and you know um we gotta be honest here it's, it's gonna be painful a bit right but uh that's okay that's why we're here um i yeah. i think it's like a lot of swimmers you know when you start swimming and you're this little kid you look at all those olympic swimmers right and you think oh that's what i'm going to do you're not saying it's what I'm, I want to do. You say that's what I'm going to do, right? Um, and then yeah. slowly, slowly you, you progress, you get better, you know, and, and you may realize that, yeah, you're on your way or you're not so sure, but there comes a time where, hmm, 
maybe you figure out swimming is not for you, or then you figure out that, hey, maybe I don't have what it takes, right? Um, and, right. and both of these things can be easy, but both of these things can be very hard, right? Um, it's like when, you know, when I had to, I think that's kind of what you were talking about in your recent podcast about your 100 breaststroke. <laughs> um, yeah. I think when I had to stop swimming, not I had to, I decided to stop. I was not. <laughs> You're learning. Yes. You're learning, Nico. Nico. Um, I, was, I was not able to understand that what I had achieved means nothing to most people because I didn't go to the place where people put meaning to it. Right? Right. Um, and, and it's the Olympics, to, to be clear, right? Um, everybody knows. Right. It, swimming is not the only sport where that is, uh, also to be clear, right? But um, sure. it took me a little bit, and, and it took um, a good friend who has achieved that goal um, to tell me that that's not what it's about, you know, that um, I have achieved more than a lot of other people which is true you know yeah. if you look back i i put in a lot more time i got a lot more out than a lot of other people but there was still a lot of people ahead of me um but it's just for a reason or another that i had no control over because i i think i did everything i could um to give myself a good job to do this and it didn't work and and that's perfectly fine you know and um it, in the end, it put me where I am today. So it was a great achievement, right? Because I, I maybe wouldn't be where I was today. But then it's the same struggle. You get into coaching, right? Everybody tells you, oh, yeah, yeah, you have to start in the learn to swim. You know, if you don't work the little kids, you will not coach the big kids. Um, well, but Nico, Nico, stop stalling. What's your goal? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's true. But it's the same thing then. Who are the coaches that we're supposed to look up, right? It's the coaches yeah. who win the medals at Olympics. Well, this, the coaches who make swimmers win at the medals at the Olympics. Why? For the same reason. It's that's where people put meaning to what you do, right? Yeah. So, yes, for a very long time, I thought that's what I need to do, want to do in coaching. Um, but so your, I, goal, your goal was, sorry. Just interrupting. Mm. Your goal was to be a coach on an Olympic team. Yeah, like more precise. Look, let's be more precise, right? Have someone win a medal, because have some coach somebody be their primary coach, and they win a medal at the Olympics. Yes, yeah. right. Okay, um, but actually, painfully, uh, those last two years, um, I learned that that is uh, pretty trivial. <laughs> In, in the coach in, in, in the swim coaching world at least right um, but it's also not as easy as one it you know you can say it it's I don't know if I heard that on your podcast you know but it's like um, I think you said it also where you like with the proficiency you know like where you say oh I want it and you say it so much that it's going to happen that's not how these things happen um, no because I think I've been telling it to myself the last 10 years it did not happen, right? And uh, there's no fault of my own. There's no one else's fault why that didn't happen. That's just how it is, you know? Um, if it's, it's the same thing. If, if it was that easy, 
we all would have swimmers at the Olympics. And that's just now not how it works because it's a very small population and we all coach a lot more swimmers. Uh, and, and we all coach okay, a lot but, more important swimmers, right? But what's your actual goal? Because now again, you've been stalling for a while. <laughs> I've heard what's not your goal. And I actually, I might interrogate that because mm -hmm. I don't know, it might still be your goal, but what do you think your no. goal is now? Um, look, I am very interested in the performance side of the sport. Um, I'm not going to lie about this, right? What really is of interest to me is, is performance. Um, okay. But, but then again, you know, you could perform at the Olympics. Someone could have his best effort uh, that he will get out of his training at a meet that may not even be a national championship, but it takes the same amount of effort, the same amount of work. Uh, but what I noticed, and it's also part of just what I noticed about the coaching profession, I think what I really want to do is I want to build swimmers, you know? And, and if they don't compete, I couldn't care less. It's, it's not, the end goal is not competing is is to be a swimmer right what the, whatever that means to someone um because it it may not mean the same to everybody um but i think too many people in our sports and and there's some reason that they are in it and they don't enjoy it and and okay that is not very good And I think that's a noble, I mean, look, I, I, I can co-opt, like, I think it's very <laughs> noble to want to take uh, swimming and make it a better experience because that, 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 that probably is one of the biggest missions of Chris DeSantis coaching. A story I tell people all the time is that when I swam my last college swim meet, I was so relieved to be done. You know, my thought going through my mind was, thank God I don't have to do that again. Right. Mm. And that, that is what I carry with me when I go out in the world and I try to coach other people. I don't, I want them to first off, get to the end. And as you say, choose to end it because they think it's the best decision for them, mm. but also to feel like in the process, they are choosing it. And by choosing it, they have a great experience in it, right? That they, they feel really good, but I can hear it in your voice, Nico. I, I don't think you're saying all the right things, but I don't think that um, you have given up on coaching an Olympic medalist as a goal. No, no, it's it's not like giving up on 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 the goal, right? But it's um, it's okay. not making it your driver. Um, does that make sense? You know. Um, sure. I mean, in the same way that athletes, like, you know, if an athlete comes in and, and puts all of their focus on, I want to win a medal at the Olympics, like they, the pressure that comes from that can be counterproductive, right? That where you're, you're every day, you're thinking about all the things that you have to do to achieve that. And um, it doesn't really help you to get where you are. 
But, but that's part of the reason I'm actually pushing you a little bit, because I think the way that you described it, Nico, you, you described it so perfectly, like you talked about it as, well, this is something I have to do because making this accomplishment is something that other people, people who have no idea, assign meaning to, right? Yeah. So, so let's, let me ask you this. What do you think it means to coach somebody to the Olympics, to an Olympic medal? Yeah. What do you, what do you think it means? Well, see, I, I think that's where the issue is, right? I think, like you said, it, it means something to people that don't understand swimming, right? It means a lot of, everybody knows the Olympics, right? Um, if, if I give you an example with like, an, it's not exactly the same, but if you ask people who's Roger Federer, people will know who it is, even if they don't like tennis. Right. You could never have watched a single match of tennis, probably, and still know who Roger Federer is. Um, mm -hmm. Right? And, and so yeah. the same thing is like, people would not understand what I do if I tell them I'm a swim coach, but if I tell them, oh, I coached someone at the Olympics or I made someone win a medal at the Olympics, they will know what it means because they know the Olympics, right? Even if they don't right. know swimming and, and they put value to this. So I think um, it's like I told you, I or maybe I didn't say it that way. Um, it's a problem in our profession where there's a lot of coaches that have coached Olympic swimmers and nobody knows about them. And they probably haven't coached them just for one year. They probably coached them for multiple years. And without those coaches, right, the coaches that are going to Olympics will not have those swimmers. So they also coach Olympic swimmers, but nobody knows. And they cannot claim it because they were not at the meet with them, right? So it's, it's I think that the reason why you want it or maybe why I wanted it, and it, it may have very well to do with what I wanted to do as a swimmer myself, right? It's, it's recognition, because I think there's a problem in our profession in swim, in swim coaching, um, where 1% of the coaches, and, and that's just around the number may not be right, but they get all the recognition for 99% of the other people. Mm. And, and so, so hold on, you keep dodging my question because I asked you what it means. I asked you what it means to you. And now you keep, you keep, every time I ask you a question about yourself, you get into analysis mode and you start talking about what everybody else thinks, right? I, I, so I no, no, no satisfaction, right? But it, it's, it's not because I get satisfaction yeah. through other things as well, right? Um, I, I, the last two years I coached swimmers, we are very far from, the Olympics. We are very far from other things that are still far away from the Olympics, but um, some of them did something very special and and it made me very, very proud what they did. Hmm. Um, and it gave me a very, very good feeling about myself. Um, maybe a better one than someone winning the Olympic medal. And, and that's probably what I want, right? It's just... Um, it's hard to do that because nobody else cares about it. Okay. So, so <laughs> we're going to probe. I want to probe at this barrier because mm -hmm. one of the questions I, I told you ahead of time is, and one of the things we're going to do in the course is you're going to look at 
as a coach, some of the interplay between stuff that you're feeling and then the thoughts that follow, thoughts and actions that follow that. The basics of positive psychology are really built around understanding um, this interplay in the brain. Um, and you can already like somebody who's listening, I just explain a little bit more because I'll explain in real time sometimes during the course as well. You can hear that when I probe with some of these painful questions, um, and, and I'm giving him a hard time about it because I've known him for a long time. You know, Nico, <laughs> you go into this little bit of an analytical um, space, but also somewhere in that analytical space, uh, you start to reveal answers to different questions. And, and one of the ones that has come up over and over again is this question about recognition, mm -hmm. right? What do you think? I guess my question would be then, what do you think determines, and, 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 and I want you to um, go beyond some of the explanation you've already said, because you said that coaches, that, that getting somebody to the Olympics or getting somebody an Olympic medal, that's what gets you recognition. But then later you said some people who've done that have not been recognized. So I guess my question to you then is, what actually gets you recognition? What do you think? What do you think actually gets coaches recognition? Well, you know, I noticed that um, the one point that's really important, the only recognition that really is important is the one from your athletes, right? Um, uh, because I, I do understand this, I guess, a long time, but it's just kind of getting more clear. Um, I know that I did a, a good job, maybe a very good job with a lot of athletes because they still think they had a good time. They had fun. Um, they still actually want to talk to me when they see me, you know. Um, they're not trying to hide behind a tree and, and have me walk past them and, and uh, avoid me. Um, uh, some of them uh, have invited me to their weddings and stuff like that. I mean, stuff, I guess, that's happening all the time, right? And I think that's recognition. And I think that's the most important one. That's the one that um, we should try to seek. Um, and, and that's the one that's bringing value. But that's the one that then nobody right? And it's not like in recognition. You know, if you work in a club, I think everybody likes to hear, hey, you're doing a good job, right? And I think swim coaches that work in a club, they hear, they don't hear that enough um, for, for the amount of time and effort they put in, um, right. to be honest. I, I think you don't hear it enough. So you may have to tell it yourself sometimes, you know, um, that you are doing a good job. And, and it's hard to do because I, I don't like to do it either, right? Um, but I, I think we should do it more often. Um, but the thing is with recognition, right? It, it comes from the outside. It's, it's putting on a pedestal, I guess, if, if you want to like paint a picture and, and like overdo it a little bit. It's, it's like standing on the podium, right? We don't, we don't get on the podium, the coaches, but we, we also don't get to rank. How do we know who's a better coach? I mean, that's, that's completely insane, right? I, 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 I <laughs> no, but you know, in, in, in thinking about some of these things, I, I have thought about this. I like, I'm trying to think about, okay, 
why do I think I'm a better coach than someone else? And honestly, yeah. I, I have no good answer. I some people, you know, but that's my personal opinion. When I see some people interact and I maybe it's not how I like people to interact or it I see things that I don't like and, and there's certainly some behavior, you know, that is not acceptable. Um not saying that I'm like behaving perfectly all the time. No, no, no. Uh, everybody makes mistakes, right? But um, I, I think, um, how do we know if someone is better than, it's, it's, not, it's not something that are, we can say, oh, I had more sales than you do. But we can say, I had more people at the Olympics than you do, right? Um, and, and that again, that will put you on that pedestal and it will give you the recognition. And it will also make up if maybe you behave badly in your job it will make people forget it right because it gives you recognition it some things won't matter if you are that where it matters for other people and and i know that's it's not swim coaching it's everywhere but it's just something that i think in in maybe in the coaching it's a little bit more exposed and it's a little bit more uh real than in in other uh jobs you know um because yeah. we don't do the nine to five well, so you're touching on something that I think probably is one of the things that's brought us together over the years, and that is a certain um, value of morality, right? That there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. Mm -hmm. And we both, I think, believe really strongly that we want to live in a world where the people who do things the right way are rewarded for that, right? That they are the ones that are, as you say, like put up on a, a pedestal. That it's not necessarily about, about the system that we have right now for recognition, which is just like who wins and who loses, right? And whoever's the biggest winner, they have a greater range of sort of allowable behavior than mm -hmm. the person who's not. But I want to push back on some pieces of this because I can see some of, some of my own thinking traps in some of the stuff you're saying, because like one of the things you said, you said recognition comes from the outside. I, I disagree with you actually. And I think if you think about it for more than a few seconds, that's not what you want to teach any of the athletes you coach. I mean, you coach, no, you, you, you watch a practice, right? And you, you coach them and you just say, Hey, listen, um, the only recognition you're going to get for what you're about to do is whether or not, you know, you win a medal at Swiss championships. So uh, just keep that in mind when you're working out because <laughs> there's nothing else. Or what do you teach them? What do you teach your athletes to do in that? Or what do you teach them about recognition? Uh, that most of them will not get it, right? And um... You teach them that most of them will not get it? What about, um, would you, what would you tell somebody who you were, you were trying to coach them. You, you, you're looking at somebody who's not going to go to the Olympics, right? You've had many, <laughs> we, we all coach many, many, many more people who have no, ch mm -hmm. like not no chance, very little chance of mm -hmm. achieving that, right? Than, than people who legitimately have a chance of achieving that because if it was easy to achieve it, right? Everybody would achieve it. Um, what do you teach them about, about, recognition like for instance 
would you would you agree or disagree that a person can give themselves recognition? Well, you can uh, show some. I guess okay. we say it all the time: show respect for yourself, right? Is that is so, I guess so, one way. So, would you rather somebody yourself, do right? that or not? Yeah, would you oh, rather yeah, somebody? Course. Yeah. Okay, so why are you denying yourself that? <laughs> uh, thank you for the question. That's a very good question. That um, <laughs> we may not fully get to the bottom here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I'm asking the question out um, but loud, look, but it's, that's, it's, that's it's something why I, I thought about a lot. For the class. That's yeah. why I signed up for the class, right? Because it, it, it is exactly that, right? Um, you can do a lot of the thinking uh, yourself. Um, and I think you can, I mean, like, I think I can get to some of the answers, but it's not the same, right? Um, because right. what I'm telling you um who for one has a completely different viewpoint on this stuff um, because you just look at it from the outside um, yeah. but you also have all the knowledge in the back, right? Um, you, you can help me get to the bottom of the things or maybe help me get to the right direction or give me tools that may would allow me to figure it out. Um, like you said, like you, you know, like you said in, in one of the episodes before, um, yes, um, you hope to help us and you know like i think we're already here um you're helping me already a little bit you start like more thinking right but right what i think what we're gonna get, hopefully get right is is tools that maybe not tomorrow but maybe in two weeks maybe it will take longer we will start to figure things out because we know how to use stuff and how, how to do it and and we also then of course we have your help right that's that's the value of, of having the class i can do all the thinking for myself but um yeah we, yeah, we, I mean, we just say, learned where that that is going <laughs> well what i would say is like this is take the course if you believe in coaching and like one of the biggest lessons i have learned in the last year was i i i said out loud that i believed in coaching and I believed in coaching in, in a, I would say a little bit of a selfish way. Like I believed that I was around to coach other people, but I wasn't allowing myself to be coached. And I tried to t total up. I was talking to, if I really think about it, one of my coaches a few days ago, and I tried to total up how many people are actually like, I am giving them some amount of money and they are providing me coaching on the other end. It's five people now. And mm -hmm. every single one of those people, I have gotten more than I put in from doing it because struggling with a lot of what you're doing, if you believe that that was how things worked, then you wouldn't show up to practice every day. You just go, I'll just leave a workout. Even that is something, right? But you would just say, I'll just leave a workout and let the kids swim. That's insane. And no, so now use that uh, cheap PT. Is that what it's called? I'm just <laughs> that send workout to the swimmers because as as I, I learned on your ad, uh, show, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's many many years away, but um, there's a whole nother podcast to be be had about that. Um, all right, I want to turn this on its head a little bit as we get to the last few minutes of the the podcast. I think. Um, I've pushed you a bit here. We gotten somewhere. 
um, people maybe have gotten a, a bit of a flavor of how this, how some of this stuff works. You're going to see it. Um, as somebody who signed up for the course and, uh, and I'm really looking forward to having you there. What's some of the stuff that you wonder about? Like what's when you're, when you let your mind wander and start thinking about like, what's going to happen here? What are some of the questions that come up for you? Well, you know, um, we did talk a little bit about this before we started recording, but it's, um, I don't even remember the year that it came out. Right. But it, it was like the big talk, I think, not just in some coaching, just everywhere. Uh, Carol Dweck's book, Grit, right? Um, oh, sorry, I'm, Angela Duckworth was Grit and Carol Dweck oh, was yeah, Growth Mindset. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry to be pedantic about my positive psychology. No, topics, no, but. we have to be, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, so it was like, um, I think, or that's how I perceived it or what I, I learned about, right? Uh, let's say learned about, is that that was what people thought positive psychology was in in many ways right i i think sure. um and to to be honest and i told you this i'm one of the person there was so much talk about the book that at one point i thought i knew the book and i had never read it um but but i actually got it and i still have not read it um start to finish i i have um read some of it um and by doing that I actually figured that I think I have a completely false notion um, of all of it, right? Um, that I'm actually really confused. And I think just the little that I re read, it didn't really help to clear that up. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I know uh, that that is something that you will be able to do uh, in, in the class. Um, or maybe at least part of it, right? Um, well, so, so, so I'm going to riff off of that and I will tell you yeah. and everybody else, my favorite book recommendation, um, that I have shared several times on this podcast and it is not a positive psychology book. And in fact, it is a book where the author at several junctures talks about how psychologists are junk scientists and stupid and spreading a bunch of stuff around um and and social scientists and all that stuff but um uh nasim uh nicholas talib anti-fragile and the best way to describe the book is in his own words during the book he says never trust a book that you can distill into a one or two sentence summary and i think that is part of the problem that we've gotten to with um grit and growth mindset is that these are concepts like Angela Duckworth, who is a professor of mine in my master's program. She spent a long time doing the research that led to grit and she deserves, I, I think wholeheartedly, she deserves the recognition that she's gotten. She deserves to sell, you know, millions of books and get all the income from that. And I think there's a lot of value in the work um, that she has done. But I think from my perspective, you know, and I, I talk about this in my social media quite a bit, when you are trying to just think about like your natural learning process for anything in your life, you first encounter something, right? And you're, you're like, what is this, right? You have no idea what it is. You might be confused. You might be put off by it. You might be interested in it, but you have this sort of superficial, superficial reaction to whatever the new information mm -hmm. is. 
And then you, if, if you can get past a negative superficial reaction, right, you get into a next layer of it. And then you end up, which you perfectly described in this level of sort of false security that you understand the concept of whatever it is you're discussing. And if you can continue to investigate past that point, you're going to get into this valley of doubt where you go, oh, shoot, I thought I understood that, but I do not understand it, right? And part of what I'm promising to help people and what I'm going to help people do in this course is with a lot of these positive psychology concepts, I can push you through all those stages in six weeks. Like you don't need to um, stay at the superficial level. You don't need to stay in the um, doubt level. You can actually get to the level where you understand the concept and you can do something with it. Mm. Right. And it's actually kind of amazing because a lot of this stuff, I've spent a lot of years trying to do that. But because I've spent those years, I can teach you to do it much quicker than that. And if we go all the way back to the beginning, um, one of the reasons why I decided to go out and teach it is that it'll help me to keep pushing forward. Um, and I have, I have, I have seen how powerful some of this stuff is in terms of reorienting my own life, but, um, reorienting the way that I coach the way that people that I coach experience the sport. Um, those pieces of it are, are super, super powerful. Um, and you can get like, you can get way, way beyond where you can get reading one of those books, even though Angela Duckworth, no doubt, um, has sort of reached a higher level of achievement than me in positive psychology. The advantage that you're going to get in my courses, um, you know, I have, like I said, when you, when you get to the different stages of understanding something, I want to work on this every day. I want to work on the application of positive psychology and basically whether I try to or not, I end up working on it every single day. It just sort of comes. And so I have busted through a lot of stages of understanding and sort of clarity and what works and what doesn't work. Um, and I probably should have made this course a long time ago because it would have been really valuable to people. But I'm, 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 I'm subject to some of the same stuff that I hear in your voice across this where I, you know, despite what I would tell somebody else to do, <laughs> I haven't always ended up doing that myself. Right. Yeah. No, but it's, it's literally, I, I think, you know, I, I notice it because as you said, then you start to think you know what it is and you want to apply it in your coaching, right? Or in your life. And, and when you get there, you notice you don't know how, like you actually have no clue. Right. And, and then you get stuck. Um, and, and it's, it leaves you with a bad taste, right? Because you thought you knew and then you don't, but it also makes what you do worse. It, it takes away from what you do. So, um, well, you get in an ego state and I think some of the stuff you're talking about Nico is like this stuff where you're seeking 
external recognition instead of recognizing yourself is all about your ego, right? You just want somebody else to tell you you did a good mm -hmm. job so you can feel good about yourself. Well, I, you know, like I have noticed that it, everybody has that process reversed. Like I, I, I've been coaching six people, uh, one-to-one -one basically since January 1st, since I relaunched and I was talking to one of them and I said, you know, like, what is it you want? They're, they're coming up on their taper meet. And they said, I just want to have one good swim. I want to have one good swim. And I said, why? Like I, one of the things, and I, I did this with you as well. Um, that's a process of this is just thinking, going through your full thinking process. So I push like, what, and then what, and then what, and on to the next. And she said back to me, she said, well, I want to have that one good swim because then if I have that good swim, uh, I'll feel mm -hmm. good about myself and I'll like break out of my rut. And it's sort of like, you know, you, you saying like, well, my goal is to achieve this thing so that other people recognize me so that I, you know, so that I can feel good about what I'm doing coaching wise. Everybody has that process reversed. You see, you, you feel good about yourself first <laughs> and that makes the result that you want more likely to happen. Um, and that's not easy to do. That's incredibly hard to do. But like we all recognize doing, achieving stuff at the high level, keeping a high standard of stuff is really freaking mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. <laughs> so why did we expect that it would just be like, we would just sort of like wait for something really good to happen to us. And then, then we've arrived, um, doing the work, uh, that actually creates in you, um, that sense that like, you're proud of yourself. You're proud of the, the stuff that you're doing. You feel good about what you've accomplished. Some of the stuff that you shared that you reflected back on yourself as an athlete, you know, but you wish you had been there while you were an athlete, mm -hmm. right? Thinking like, wow, I actually achieved some amazing things, right? You can do that right now with your coaching before you stop coaching, you know, you don't have to wait till your retirement to look back and go, actually, I was a pretty incredible coach. You know, you don't have yeah, to know, like I, like I told you, you know, I, I think, um, you said it's not an easy process, right? And it takes time, but I, I think I did some of the work, you know, to do it. And, and I, like I told you, I think I, I recognize that I, I did do some amazing work that is not about um, the recognition that I thought, right? That is really amazing work because um, it really impacted people. Not that winning medals isn't impacting people, but also, and, and I know a lot of people say it, but it, I think it really is true how many people really care about their medals many years later, right? Um, because it was just a snapshot. It was just something that they were chasing and, and they got it. Um, and, and it's something to be proud of. That's, that's for sure. But if you ask 90, 90% of the people and that may not another issue, another topic that, that will come up, right? If, if that's really true, but then a lot of those people say, well, it's, it's not really the metal that we remember. Right. Um, and that's not just swimming. So. I, I think I did that because like I, I told you, I think I coached some really amazing swimmers, some swimmers that achieved really high. Um, 
and some that probably achieved higher than I thought they would. So not that I want to take any of, of, of the recognition for that, but the coach is always a little part of it, right? So, um, but yeah. If you didn't believe that you were a part of it at all, then you wouldn't <laughs> be doing what you're doing. So you must believe that it's a, it's a part of it. And I would, I would leave it at this and I want to bring it full circle. And then we're going to sign off for the podcast. Um, but bring it all the way back to pro swim workouts. And I'm just going to ask you, you don't have to answer this question. I'm just going to leave it out here for you to think about, um, as a, as a rhetorical question. And that is when you think about the fact that you have maintained this resource on the internet for other coaches, for, as you say, actually a period of over a decade, but officially, you know, I guess we're counting it yeah. as a decade. Think about how many people have done that in the whole world. We've, we've got 7 billion people on the world. How many people have done yeah. that? Right. And, uh, you know, like one in however many number of people. And I bet you're going to come up with, I don't know, one in a million. And then, then my next question for you would be, do you think one in a million is exceptional or not? Well, so, you know, when you're, when you're walking around and I've had to have this talk with myself, when you're walking around and you're just denying giving yourself credit for the things that you've already done and saying, well, you know, if only I'll accomplish this next thing, um, and then I'll be proud of myself, well, what evidence do I have that that's true if you've already accomplished something exceptional and yet right now in this moment, you won't admit that you did it or that you're proud of yourself for having done it, right? You'll get to the next level and we see this with so many athletes, you'll get to this next level and then you'll just go, well, that's not good enough anymore. So now it's only good enough if I set a world record yeah. and win the gold medal, Yeah, you know what I mean? And then you end just end up at the end. I'm sure you, 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 you mentioned this earlier. You had a conversation with somebody who had been to the Olympics, um, had medaled at the Olympics, um, and it changed your perspective on it. And I'm, I'm guessing it was along the same lines, right? And I, I've talked to such people. So anyway, I, I want to, I want to end the podcast there. Nico, you've been so brave <laughs> to come on here. Thank you for, um, being able to answer all these tough questions and, and go everywhere. Um, if you're interested in signing up for the course, if you believe in coaching, sign up for the course, guys. Um, there's actually just a few spots left. And you go to Christy Coach. Um, there's an education tab on the far left, Positive Psych Education. You can go in there. You can sign up. Um, you can sign up to enter the course. There's also a sign up where you get extra coaching um, and you can walk away with a certification where, yes, you can actually get recognition <laughs> from me. I know I just argued against that for a long time, but you can get recognition from me that says, hey, this person really knows what they're talking about when it comes to positive psychology in coaching. Um, Instagram, Christy underscore coach, CD Swim Coach on Facebook. Nico, you want to do any last plugs yeah, on the sure. way out? Um, if you like the podcast and you want to get access to workouts, go to ProSwim Workouts, use the coupon code that Chris mentions at the end of all his podcasts, um, put it in, you get some money value off, but actually you help Chris to get a little bit more support for the podcast and hear it. Yeah. Not just for the next episodes, but maybe for the next three. <laughs> yeah. CD, CD swim coach is the, is the code. Um, 
Thank you so much, Nico. And thank you to everybody for listening. And we'll see you again later this week. Thank you, Chris.